Well, good morning. Welcome back to the broadcast of the Timer Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. And our top story today, markets wrap up the worst year since the financial crisis in 2008. And joining us now to discuss this and a lot more, Jane King is a financial journalist joining us from the NASDAQ. Jane, Happy New Year. Great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Yes. Happy New Year to you as well. Let's hope uh, this year is a better one than last year, at least for the stock market. (laughs) Yeah. Well, my fingers are crossed, toes are crossed, and my arms are crossed. Jane, before we talk about 2023, which I want to do in in our second segment, let's look back a little bit. And and here we are, the first trading day of of, uh, 2023. But give us your thoughts about 2022. You, You cover it live at the NASDAQ every day. What do, you, what do you take away from last year? Right. Well, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking back to Christmas gatherings in 2021, and people were asking me, what do you think of the market? And I said, you know, we're going to get into interest rate hikes this year. And um, so, and we certainly did, and it had a big impact on the market. So the, the headline this year, interest rate increases, easy money is over inflation ruled. And uh, I think we're going to see a little bit more of that next year, but that really had a huge impact on the market. I mean, we're going to have our first down year or worst year for stocks since 2008, it looks like. And um, it's, uh, you know, been a year where tech stocks, uh, the NASDAQ has just been absolutely pummeled this year. The place to be, we're kind of in energy. Energy was the best performing sector this year. So that was, uh, that was where the money was made in 2022. And, and and are there some lessons? So many of our viewers and, and probably viewers of, of your of your great uh, reports as well are just people, uh, mom, mom and pop, uh, you know, they have a small business. They are, uh, you know, uh, just uh, shareholders of, of mutual funds, ETFs, et cetera. Are there some takeaways as we now begin the 2023 to 20- 23 trading year. Try saying that that uh, three times. (laughs) Well, I I think you just have to always watch the Fed because that was really the thing that moved the markets this year. Um, We would start to have a feeling about maybe they were going to taper a little bit on the interest rate increases. And then Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Fed, would come out and say something very hawkish and forget about it. It was all over with. And they just really had so much power and to the point where they they really seemed intentionally to to drive us into a mild recession to try to control inflation that was the thing that ruled everything else got to get this inflation under control they didn't want it to get out of hand and even if it meant job cuts and a mild recession they were bound and determined to do that when you look at back at 2022 you mentioned energy tech stocks getting tech stocks excuse me I'm not talking well this morning, are getting dented, got dented up significantly. Oh, your metas, your your Twitters, well, Twitter went private. But um, are there any other sectors of the economy besides those that, that performed relatively well or relatively bad? 
Well, I, I, the companies that pay dividends tend to do pretty well this year. And now those are a lot of energy stocks. Some of them pay some pretty amazing dividends, actually. Um, but companies that have that kind of that cash flow that they could share with shareholders that, um, you know, that, that showed that they were financially sound, they had a strong enough balance sheet to be able to pay those dividends. Those companies did really well this year. But uh, tech stocks is just a horrible place to be. Um, you know, I think Meta was down like 65%. Netflix down even more than that. Apple was even down. I mean, compared to other tech stocks, it was relative, its losses were relatively smaller, but still with Apple being down, now it's going to be interesting to see what happens next year uh, in 2023, because we could see the tech stocks in the second half of the year start to gain some momentum again, but it certainly feels like at least early in the new year, we're going to be seeing more of the tech stocks being under pressure. Let's uh, talk, lastly, last question for the segment, then we'll go to a commercial break. Uh, let's talk about inflation. Inflation, as you said, Jerome Powell raising rates, that seemed to be like the magic word. I mean, we had market volatility, whereas a couple years before it was COVID, pandemic, um, you know, the market volatility, still have market volatility. But what's your take on inflation? It costs a lot of money still to fill up your gasoline. I know you're in New York, I'm in Charlotte. Still pretty expensive if you own a vehicle. Uh, energy costs this winter are probably going to go up. Yeah. Um, what are your what are your thoughts about the inflation pressure that we all felt and continue to feel? Well, even though we're off the highs, which I believe we hit in March or April with the CPI around nine something percent, um, we're still seven percent. Um, and we typically like inflation around two or two and a half. So we still are seeing inflation about three times what we normally would see. And like, and of course, it's just been for some parts of the economy. I saw eggs up 98%. Now that also had to do with the bird flu. There were all these other ex extenuating circumstances that contributed to inflation in addition to a lot of government spending due to the pandemic and then other things as well. But we had, of course, the um, <clears throat> Russia invasion of Ukraine. And then there was the bird flu. And then there were all these weather issues. Um, we just came off a, a extreme cold snap uh, that's going to drive heating costs up. So it just, we're just for some reason, this perfect storm of inflation right now. And uh, we just got to, you know, watch what we spend and be defensive. Yeah. And, and it's always, and people like, we, we always like to look for one root cause, but they're never, my, my, my history, my experience has always been, there's never been one root cause. Jane, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about all right, we'll put, we're putting 2022 aside. We're going to look at 2023 and get Jane's opinion. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 
33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Tax audits, tax liens, wage garnishments. Every day we hear stories like this about good folks who are simply struggling to pay their bills. Each of them are living a frightening IRS tax nightmare and they are afraid it will destroy their lives. I'm a divorced single mom and my ex-husband left me and the kids with a lot of unpaid bills, including unpaid taxes. I was really starting to show my stress on my kids because the IRS had sent me a letter demanding a huge payment from me. I couldn't afford it. So then the IRS was threatening to garnish my wages. I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. That would have put me over the edge financially. It truly seemed hopeless, but then a friend at work told her to call the tax relief line. The people at the tax relief line, they told me about something called innocent spouse relief. They worked it out so that all of the taxes from my ex are not my problem. I don't know how that works and, and I don't care. All I care about is that I don't owe the IRS a dime and they are not going to take my paycheck. Even if it seems hopeless, you should call the number on your screen right now. There is absolutely no cost for the call or the consultation. You are under no obligation. If you are worried that the IRS could garnish your wages, seize your assets, even take your home, call us right now. The tax relief line is here to help you. Now you have a knowledgeable, professional team of tax experts that are ready to negotiate with the IRS and fight for you to save you money. The Tax Relief Line's professionals have successfully negotiated thousands of cases, reducing and sometimes even eliminating the tax debt for their clients. It's very easy to get started. Simply call the number on your screen right now. You don't have to live in fear anymore. The call and the consultation are free. Well, Jane, thanks so much for sticking around with us for segment number two. It's our first BRNAM segment for our second segment for 2023. Um, let me do that again. Three, two, one. Well, Jane, thanks so much for uh, sticking around with us for our very first BRNAM of 2023. Oh, great. No, great to be with you again. Yeah, it's great. And great to get your insight. All right, Jane, you are, you're at the, if, if people don't recognize the background behind you, you're at the NASDAQ. You're there every day of the week doing reporting. Let's talk about 2023. Um, give us your take. What do, what do we expect? Do we expect more interest rates? How about inflation? How about markets? Yeah, well, it's very unusual for the market to have two down years in a row. And we're just finished a down year. So that's extremely, so we could end the year positive. 
that doesn't mean it's not going to be a difficult year <laughs> or a volatile year or it's going to we're going to see new lows perhaps so could be could see a lot of volatility in the year ahead um i think some of those same themes that we saw late in 2022 will continue inflation we're probably going to see some more interest rate hikes energy is probably going to continue to do well at least through the first quarter um and then we'll just you know see where we are and uh inflation is going to be the thing i think that will continue to rule what the federal reserve does and what the markets do for the first half of this year jane when you look at uh the end of the year and and you know, we had christmas and holiday shopping and and consumers loading up their credit cards is there any concern from people that you talk to at the NASDAQ and in your day-to-day reporting about the, the power of the consumer. I mean, does the consumer learn the lessons from the pandemic paying down debt or do they re- create more debt? And by the way, they're gonna have more debt because of the inflation. Well, there are some signs that even though holiday sales were very strong, stronger than what was predicted back in October, September, um, there were some signs that the consumer is feeling some strain. There was a lot of charging on credit cards. Um, There was a lot of the buy now, pay later buying on those apps that have become so popular in the past year. And uh, with interest rates going up, those credit card bills are going to start to put some strains on people's budgets. So the consumer may not be as strong without the holidays as um, as many people expect. I think a lot of people just, you know, we we haven't really had a Christmas in two years. I mean, we had the pandemic in 2020. Last year we had the Omicron variant, closed a bunch of things down. So this is really the first holiday we've had kind of free and able to do things. And I think a lot of people wanted to spend on that. And now I, I did see a, and also a recent survey, they said they're gonna take, um, the debt was up 24% compared to last year. I believe this was a lending tree survey and that, people expect to take five months to pay off their new charges for the holidays. So all those things together, I think the consumer is going to contract in their spending in the first half of the year. Yeah. And on top of that, as you mentioned, the inflation, the higher heating, you know, if we get a cold, a cold uh, snap, I think they call it, I'm not a weather guy. Maybe we'll have someone from the weather channel come on, talk about cold snaps, but we're going to get higher heating costs. Jane, last, last question. And I'll let you, I promise I'll let you go, but this is (laughs) too much fun for me. Probably not for you, but too much fun for me. Let's talk about the tech stocks. You, you mentioned that that has been a very difficult uh, sector this year. P- layoffs, Meta, uh, yeah. Twitter going going private, uh, no longer public. Um, other tech companies laying off. That that really was a, um, a a sector that really drove a lot of the economy during pre during the pandemic. What about twenty twenty three? Do do we see a resurgence, a recalibration in that sector? Well, tech stocks don't tend to do as well in high interest rate environments, which is kind of interesting because these companies have so much cash on the books. Interest rates shouldn't matter, but they're seen still as kind of more um, speculative. They're not those like solid utilities that pay dividends and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we met it down 65%. I think Netflix was down like 70%. Apple was down. Google was down. They expanded so much during the pandemic and just hired and grew and Amazon added all kinds of warehouses. And then all of a sudden things opened back up and they were like, whoa, we got too many people and too many warehouses. And so they contracted. And, um, you know, I, these are solid companies that are definitely going to be around for a while. And, you know, maybe it's worth kind of taking a look at them. Um, but I would be careful just because, um, you know, they ran up so much during the pandemic that it may be we may be in for some slower growth years coming ahead. Um, higher inflation, slower growth and tech stocks may not be the best place to put your money. We'll continue to watch. Yeah, well, we're no longer a Zoom 
nation as we were. That's probably fortunate in a lot of ways, but maybe not as good for others uh, in other ways. Jane, we're going to have to leave it there. Always great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us from the NASDAQ, and we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Great to be here. Thank you. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, then drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest security news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more in all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? We'll visit our website and, of course, all of our streaming partners. Well, we're back again tomorrow. We're kicking off a new year of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.